seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. What's good, everyone? It's your girl, Dreamo, a.k.a. The Reviewer, a.k.a. The Black Karen, a.k.a. Page number 76 on Pornhub, a.k.a. The Mic Rocker, and that's an insider, so don't ask what the fuck it is. And you are now tuned in to another episode of Psychopath, where on this platform, I say the shit that you're thinking. And if you'd like to talk shit, and if you'd like to hear shit being talked, Stay tuned because this is the fucking platform for you. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think I'm gonna change my intro. <laughs> I don't know yet though. Why? I don't know. It's because it, it's funny. It's like I want people to take me serious, but it's kind of I don't know. It's weird. I, I be in my own head about the shit. But anyways, Why? what's good? Shout out to Raw. My my boy Raw Sass made it um, for me because I'm not really good with all that shit. Hey! Um, <laughs> I, I want to season three. I'm, I want to start doing a little. I want to be more hands on. But anyways, what's good, everyone? It's your girl Draymo, and you are tuned into this podcast right here, where I say the shit that you're thinking, um, some out of pocket shit, some real shit, just shit that I'm just gonna say. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm here with um, Faith Management, um, as you guys seen earlier. You know, we talk about her business side, you know, what I'm saying because she is she is that. I don't want to say that girl because she's a woman. She is that woman. Okay? Thank you. Um, <laughs> So make sure y'all check that out. Um, you know, just to get some um gems um in your mind and everything like that. But you know, she had to spin the block real quick because you know what I mean. She just more like you know. I mean, I like to talk about my work, but you know, I like to talk about other stuff too. And I'm just like, but then your your work is popping. But you know, it wouldn't be an episode of Sacrifice if we ain't get a little personal. So we gonna talk about whatever the hell comes on our mind this this evening, this morning, whenever the hell you listening. So, yeah. yeah. Hello again. Hi. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for staying. Thank you for being here. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. I appreciate you as well. Thank you Thank for you. having me. Thank you. Thank you. Um, you guys know it, it wouldn't be a show of um psychopath either if you don't hear um my baby in the back, if you don't hear the voice in the beginning, you know, the intro. I like to call her the voice of the intro, her the, her little countdown. That's her countdown. Um and you guys actually saw her in the episode. She was featured in my episode last week. Um, I wasn't trying to have her in the episode last week. She just came up in that motherfucker. So that's what happened. So yeah. Um, again, we got faith, and um, you know, she just want to talk about some, 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 something. You know, I guess some little personal stuff, or whatever. So um, <laughs> so let's start. Let's start when you were young. Again, you're from Milwaukee. Yeah. Four on four. Um. Mm-hmm. So how was it like in Milwaukee? Just how was it like in Milwaukee? Because I ain't gonna hold you. I think of Milwaukee. I think of Jeffrey Dahmer, which is horrible. Right. I know you said that. Um, <laughs> I think a lot I think of talent and stuff like that. Like, yeah, it actually, was fun coming up. Like, I did the normal stuff, double dutch cans with the little Coke bottles or the little the Pepsi cans. Your grandma and them used to save to collect. Um, like mm-hmm. I said, you know, I was raised off cooking and traditionally uh, being a woman, um, but I was a tomboy coming up uh, due to. Experience I had coming up, so you know, I was molested as a child, so mm. I began to just be I wasn't promiscuous, I actually became like a little tomboy. People thought I was gonna be a lesbian until I turned 18 and I started wearing dresses and start to see the wow. figure, you know. But, um, we're so similar, yeah, it happened to me. I mean, I was touched by a guy in um the store, I was young, like eight years old, and um, Sorry. I didn't tell my mother, like, I didn't say, I, I, I. 
I talked about it, but I didn't um tell nobody about it. I actually just talked about it on my podcast first season. So, you know, um, just because it was, I felt like there was kind of anger in my life. I feel like it just kind of messed with me mentally to the point where I didn't really want to be in relationships or anything like that. So that's crazy. But people thought I was going to be a lesbian too because I was such, such a tomboy. <laughs> but I knew I liked men. I mean, I don't like, I've experienced with women, but. Yeah. I love women. I think women are beautiful. Like Me I too. Here, I think that next to the finest woman, I'm, I, I, I can find anything beautiful about us women. Like I just, mm-hmm. I'm more closer to the women than I am men sometimes. Like women mm-hmm. be like, you can handle me really good. Like, you know, women that even straight women be like, you just give me so, like they be like mm-hmm. so like into me. It's so cute. I think like, it's yeah, like- <laughs> yeah. I don't got that much. Like I, um, oh. I can't stand women. I can't yeah. stand men either. But I mean, I don't think I could be with a woman, but I do think women are beautiful. Yeah. Like, but with a woman, because I experienced women, it just wasn't my thing. I like men. Okay. But I don't like men too much either. Like they, they get on my nerves. Can't stand, can't stand them. They're, they're annoying sometimes. Yeah. So um, that's just me though. You said I'm funny. I try to be. You know, I'm dead ass though. I can't stand them. Like I like I love them, but I, it's like it's one of those situations where it's like you love them, you can't really live without them. I mean, you could, but yeah. Whatever. <laughs> but mm-hmm. how, how, I meant to ask, like, you know, but being that we're on a more personal level, like, how does how do you feel like when women, like some women say, like, like being that you grew up kind of like I know you grew up in a single your mother, your mother was a single mother, my mother was as well. So did you have like a mentality of like thinking that you didn't need a man for anything? Like how do you feel like when women say that? Like, how does like do you think that's right? Or do you just think that maybe they're saying it because of maybe what they experienced growing up? Yeah. And I feel like women are damaged because I'm going to say this. So when you grow up in dysfunction, as far as like a one woman or a one man households, I'm going to say it on both half because it's equally. I don't see uh, us as women and men. I see it as an equal type of thing. So like I go into it as, yes, my mom was a single mom. And uh, I feel like she did her best, but I feel like I see why people love two-person dynamic homes because in our culture, dysfunction happens so often when it's only one person in the household because the mother's trying to work, she's doing everything, especially if she's raising young males, you know, they develop uh, kind of feminine ways because they only have their mother or the, the young girl coming up, she's with her dad. She doesn't know how to properly self-love herself because the daddy might be harsh and he's trying to date and he's working, you know, the lack of uh, being a, uh, uh, lack of having one parent, sometimes you don't be at home enough because you're mm-hmm. trying to survive and make sure that you provide for the family or your child. And mentally, you want to date and you want to have a life as well. So it's like a balance. And I feel like um, dysfunction runs really uh, high in Black families. And I feel like we are looked at as if we are one parent households, we're not as good as two parent households. So that already creates a stigma in our black society. And that's sad because Mm -hmm. um, it trickles down to us and we have to learn how to break that curse. I I wanted to be, I was married for eight years. I wanted to be that black Cosby uh, family that had the dog and the picket fence and the two kids or the three kids, however. But sometimes things doesn't work out and you have to, like me, my mother didn't sugarcoat anything with me. 
it was black and white. She didn't mm-hmm. lie in nothing. She didn't cut corners. Whatever it was, it was if she was gonna date, she's gonna let me know. Hey, this guy is gonna come take me. He's gonna be around. I expect you to X, Y, and Z. And I didn't have anything but respect for her. It's when I feel like a parent hides that they're smoking or they're doing anything. I know they're adults and they're, you know, the household or their their head, but I feel like when you don't sugarcoat things and you try to hide things is when this comes becomes detrimental instead of keeping it real, like in a way that a parent should, not just like, girl, I'm a fuck, I'm gonna go out here, but like mm-hmm. do it in a way you sit your child down and you explain to them, this is why this and this is why I do this. You know what I'm saying? And I'm the head, you're gonna respect me whether I make this mistake or not. And that's mm-hmm. how I do with my boys, and I feel like keeping the lines of communication open, especially with young black males coming up. Cause I'm raising two princes. I have a six year old and a 15 year old. Mm. I have to be as honest as I can. And that's why I don't have men in and out the house. I go date outside the house. I, you know, after my marriage, I was five years celibate and single. And after my first son, I was seven years single and celibate after his dad, we were engaged. So I have gaps to where, you know, I find myself as far as at the relationships, I have to go and find myself because when you're in a relationship with someone, you tend to lose yourself and you lose sight of what you need to do. And so mm-hmm. that's important to do your, uh, your uh, I call it uh, your own, find your own self-worth. But uh, today they call it shadow work, which you're being honest with yourself and you're um, escaping your own demons from the inside. And some people aren't ready to do that. You know, so it's people out here fighting demons and then they're going out and they're attaching themselves to people when they're really just a detachment. You're not supposed to even attach yourself to those types of people because mm-hmm. they're not mentally stable. They're not mentally ready. They may look like it on the outside, may have it all together, but they really don't. You know? Yeah, that's so, true. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. You said some real shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no, it's real. That's some real shit. When you were um molested, um, and you said you went to you became a tomboy. Mm-hmm. Um like how was how was like your first I mean, first of all, did you like tell anyone after I that situation about- happened? I'm sorry, I'm not to interrupt you, but okay. I didn't speak about it until I was like 15 years old. And this was happening since I was like five. So, oh, so it was it kept on happening. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. But I'm you want to know why it kept happening? Because the person that was older than me, she made it feel like it was right. Like, because that was my older cousin. I looked up to her. She had all the guys and we were getting babysitted by her. My aunt trusts her. And I was over there because I was the only child. And I had two other younger girl cousins who were mm-hmm. like three and four and they were getting touched as well. And so, you know, I had to learn how to fight back. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. I started to feel like dirty and scrubbing myself and digging holes in myself and like feeling like this not feeling like a little, I just didn't, I wanted to cover up and like not mass, just be covered up and not like reveal myself to anybody. And my grandma was like, something is going on with that girl. She keep coming home and she's using a toilet and you know, it's just like, it's something's going on with her. Like something, my grandma knew she was very intuitive. And my mm-hmm. grandma always told me I was, I was going to be an empath for a profit. She called it, you know, for the, yep. for the because mm-hmm. I feel I, I could feel people before they were coming or I would say things before it would happen at a young age. And so um, one day I did tell my grandma and then my grandma kept the secret. And then when my my when I got older, I told my mom and she was just like, wow, 
because my mom got molested as well by my grandma's brother. He was a heroin addict and he uh, he ended up overdosing in the bathroom with, with it in his arm. And so, mm. you know, um, my mother went through uh, detachments from me as a child. And, and that's why in my relationships, I detach. You know, it's it's, just, it's like it's a recurring thing and it's, it's sad, you know, but I had to. Uh, mask those demons. I have to be real with myself. Why mm-hmm. I need a certain type of men and why was I like this? Because this happened. This was part of my past and I had to really come to terms with it, you know? Yeah. Wow. I mean, I only like touched once and that like tore me up inside. So being that you felt like you had to mask, like what I got from it, not probably just like verbatim, but like tried to make yourself not as a, like be attracted so nobody won't, you know, so you won't get touched again. Is that kind of like, that's mm-hmm. kind of like what I'm getting. Cause I would do that too. Like, you know, I didn't want to um be quote unquote beautiful. Cause I just felt like it was just weird. I feel like, I mean, I was, the guy touched me in the store, but I was very sexualized by a lot, like a lot of the, I lived in the projects um, mm-hmm. by a lot of the drug dealers, like as at a young age. So I kind of feel like that just kind of like mentally like messed me up. Where it was like, you know, um, I'm 13 years old and I'm having dudes who are like 23, 24. Uh, I wish you were older, at least 18, so I can like, you know what I'm saying, do certain stuff with you. So my thing is like, dang, so if mm-hmm. I was to like let you now, you probably would. Like, you know what I'm saying? I, I, was, I didn't have that mindset back then, but like being who I am now, it was like, it was just weird. So I kind of like feel like that played a big part. Like, and my weirdness growing up, I was very weird. I didn't like talking to guys like that. Um, I mm-hmm. feel like guys who wanted to talk to me, um, they, I, I just was, I don't know, I just didn't really know how to talk to them. I don't know. Did you have like similar experiences or like, what was like your relationship, your first relationship, like when you finally allowed it? Well, I wanted to have sex early, but I was kind of scared because traditionally I was scared that my grandma didn't will find out I would be in trouble. But I used mm-hmm. to talk to guys, sneak on the phone, you know, we had that little uh, stand outside to the street, like, come on. And, you know, I, I I was always, to be honest, I was always the chubby chocolate girl with the pretty hair. I dressed nice to be my size. Mm-hmm. Guys liked me until I moved on uh, to, I went to uh, middle school. I went to uh, all-girl Catholic schools from middle school on up to high school. Mm-hmm. So I was the only black ch- chocolate girl, chubby girl in school. Even in my suburban schools, I went to Brown Deer High. Uh, Brown Deer Elementary and Dean Elementary and then Brown Deer Middle School, I was only like the dark skinned chubby girl. So I in turn took out my anger on kids because back then kids were cruel. It was all about lighter skin. You know, they were still living in slavery times. I'm 39. Mm -hmm. You know how I was. Plus I was... chubby so anytime somebody did something to me i made an example out of them i did and i was being called the bully but they didn't see what the other kids were doing doing. so Mm -hmm. i felt like every time i turned around my mom used to tell me oh they don't really like you they just want to use you or like my mom used to put it in my head like or even when i dated guys they just want to use you or so i had that stigma on me until you know guys started liking big girls we became a trend and Mm -hmm. got into modeling and i started loving myself but before childhood was not good and then i would go home and get beat up by my cousins because they didn't like me because my grandma used to say oh you broke them up because she knew i had these issues because i was molested so Mm -hmm. she was trying to heal me but my cousins would break me because they they were mad they weren't getting the extra attention or because I live with my grandma because my mom was always working. So it was like, I I didn't have 
the perfect childhood. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. I always had something going on, or like my grandma would say, they would just they just jealous of you. But I'm like, why are they jealous of me? And I'm fat and I'm black, and they over here they skinny. They could wear these clothes, and back then we had ugly clothes for our size. You know, and mm -hmm. it was made cute. You know, made they yeah. clothes for our size back then. But mm -hmm. girl, I had it rough. You know, but boys always liked me. I was always the best friend, and they fell in love with me, or they always told me, "You're too sweet. I don't want to take your virginity right now," because they knew, or like you know, they always embraced me. I didn't have problems like being promiscuous, but I know I wanted to have a. Uh, intercourse and i always my first love you know he waited till i was 18 and we we had sex and after that he bought me my first dress and girl i started loving myself <laughs> once i seen the body <laughs> i lost my virginity i lost my virginity at 18 too um okay that's because I, I didn't it wasn't like a purpose thing but it just happened that way um again for me i would say similar experiences um i got teased a lot because i didn't have on my mother you know, she worked, but she did, she did the best she could. You know what I mean? So we didn't have all the, back then it was designer. And if you didn't have any, you know, certain shoes on and whatever, my mother used to get like, you know, the cheap stuff. And, you know, okay. so I was kind of like teased because of that. Or I'd be, oh, 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 Dre, you're pretty, but you know, look what you have on. And it's just like, that kind of hurting me, you know, just even growing up. Like, I feel like I'm just now getting over that because it's like, I wanted to, I always kind of like want to have that childhood where guys liked me too. And stuff that I never was the person that the guys like. I, I was like the friend. Really? I swear to God, I, everything I love. Um, no, I was really I popular in school. I sat in my own trends. I would even kick it with all the jocks, the nerds. I would kick it with anybody, the gothics. I that was more me in high school. Like I always had like a fashion sense as I got older. My mother kind of like, you know, when she um started getting, I guess, I don't know. She always said, I got to get you right because you're in high school. So she started getting me into the fashion. So then eventually I just started like doing my own stuff. I should just get money to like buy stuff. And then I got a job and everything like that. But like, no, I wasn't popular, none of that stuff. But as a young, like, I never was the... Be on the phone, the morning, the hours with, with boys. I never, like, I, I never experienced that. So I always felt like I had a weird childhood. But I was weird because I felt like all I saw my mother was be single. I never saw my mother be loved correctly. I never saw a man come with his life. And if they did, it was always argument and toxic. So I displayed a lot of those behaviors in a lot of my relationships after the fact because I thought it was normal. So, yeah, yeah but I never experienced that. So I meant, what, what is your sign? Like, what, what is your zodiac sign? Aries, big Aries. March 30th, though. I'm not an April Aries. I'm not an Airy Aries. Sorry. And I get it. We are different. I'm a March Aries. And oh, God, I felt the energy. Ding, ding, ding. Big Aries. <laughs> yes. 329. 329. I swear to God. Oh, when you were talking, I'm like, she's me. I swear, when you were like, on, a, on a, I'm just like, I, that's so insane. I knew it. I knew it. It was either, I'm like, she's either Aries, a Leo, or a Sag, but you wasn't giving me those vibes. I'm like, you're giving me Aries vibes. Mm -hmm. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yep, March 29th. That's my birthday. Wow, yeah. day before my last dub. How old are you? I'm 32. Okay, see, yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I knew it. I'm like on the other show. I'm like, yo, she gotta be Aries. I'm like, I like you know what I'm saying? I never meet nobody on my same birthday. It's always the day before or day after. But mm -hmm. um, it's never one person. No, a couple people with my birthday, but like never. But I'm like, it's just I'm like, I knew it, but I'm like, she's she's a fire sign, but I'm like, she's not a fucking yeah. Leo or a Sag. She's like, I, I fucks with them. 
But it's always just something with them. It's just like, I don't know, I could just tell. It's like, eh, but you're not giving me that. Like, you're not, you're not giving me that at all. That's so crazy. I knew it. <laughs> and he's like, I'm not the Mark, I'm not the April one. Like, yeah. I always say that. I, I feel like, mm-hmm. do you feel like the April ones are a little bit more emotional? Uh, my best friend is a uh, Aries, and she's a little different from me. I'm gonna say she she'll tell you she crazy about her man. She'll go put notes on his car if she thinks she had a girl house. She will go stalk them. Me, I'm not looking at your pages. I'm not nothing. I have a problem with. I have this guy who I'm dating currently now, and I want to name his mm-hmm. name so bad. I want to put him on blast, but he fine. Don't, okay. Don't he say got no names. Don't say no names. Bro, bro. <laughs> so fine, fine, fine. But listen, I won't settle. So because I know my worth, I'm going to make you squirm. So no, I don't text or call you. I'm going to wait for you to text me now. I'm not going to, um, no, I don't play that. You know, and I'm not saying like I'm all that, but I am the prize. And so I feel like what I bring to the table, you know, and. You definitely are. We are. I feel like women are definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like ain't nobody fucking with me, and I'm sorry. Like, yes, I'm big Aries. I I know what I'm bringing to the table, not just my accolades, but what I give to a man, especially one that ain't for the streets, because I'm not for the streets. That's another good thing about me. I cook, I clean, I don't smell like onion rings. You get what I'm saying? I'm that girl. I work out. I'm healthy. <laughs> you know, I I I, I mm. am. I know I'm her. I I'm an addition to you as a king. A king can come in and give me structure and the things that he needs as a man, but that's only accessory for me you get what i'm saying because i do all things you know what i'm saying so i'm not afraid to be alone and that's the thing i'm not gonna sweat you like these other girls i'm not gonna bow down to you if you want to be my king show me make me know it you know what i mean treat me as such Mm -hmm. and i'm not asking you to do material things for me all i ask for is time men can't even do that nowadays they're so busy on social media trying to get other women's attention or things of that nature. I don't have time for that. So yeah, you're gonna stay on pause, brother. You worried mm-hmm. about, talking about oh, you don't call enough, you don't text enough. That's my problem in every relationship I've had thus far. They say I don't call or text her much. I'm working. And if mm-hmm. that you know how to come and get me. Okay. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. I'm not quite in that room. Yeah, I'm still kind of like I guess it's like insane baby daddy. Yeah, here and there. I don't know. We're just in a, it's a weird. Our situation is weird. Yeah. Um, I said hello because he in the next he in the next room. He be eavesdropping and shit. Um, <laughs> I don't give a damn. But yeah, nah, uh, nah. He's giving my baby a <laughs> Yeah. So um, nah. But I like all that. But like, do you feel like um, how can I word this? Maybe I should take a psychology class because I I be wanting to word certain things. I be wanting to say certain things, but it come out a wrong way. Um. Being okay with fire signs. I'm not really heavy on the uh, astrological, I don't know if I'm saying it right, um, stuff, but I do believe in it as well. But um, mm-hmm. so we're headstrong. We're, like I said, bo- we're, we're bosses. We're, you know what I mean? We're, listen, I don't need this shit. Do you think it's a little bit hard to submit in that type of like, you know, in this type, like being in Aries or in, in, in on top of um, growing up with a single mother? Because I feel like, I, or maybe because I just haven't found the right person that I could submit to, but like I, mm. I feel like I, I can't really see myself doing it because it's something I I've never experienced before. Like, what what does your take just like on that? I've learned that in my marriage, and my ex husband is younger than me, so he had me to submit. He was uh, he grew up in a little town outside of Mississippi, Clarksdale, called Bobo. So the okay. 
business small, but he's very much a manly man. And I learned so much from that relationship and I was very submissive and I mm-hmm. love it. So like you said, it takes the right man and the right situation for it to happen. And this guy that I'm dating currently right now, he's into polyamorous. And I love that about him. He's such a strong talented individual like I want to take that leap with him so bad because he just is oh yeah are you into that I am I am but the man has to have structure and it has to come from a it can't be a selfish thing it's not about sex if we're gonna build and be a village and help each other as kings and queens I could see it working because I'm a very strong woman and sometimes I don't want to fuck I'm I got my own motion I'm tired I'm dealing with the kids mm-hmm. I contribute in other ways besides intimacy i love intimacy i love sex i'm a woman of course we need it and i want mm-hmm. a man but the other sister wife can do it if i'm not available you know because i have so many other things going on that i need to focus sometimes so i don't like to always just be up under my man i like to have my space in order to create and so that's what i've learned about myself getting older is that i like being in my own space you know i was the only child and so i love to be able to create and be able to do my own thing not necessarily when i'm cheating or anything but just like just be doing your own thing yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. i said i can set this laptop for hours and it's like if you got an issue with that then i don't tell you because i'm not doing anything i'm just creating mm-hmm. so like I, I get i get what you're saying for sure yeah, yeah. okay i haven't you know I'm not against it, but I haven't experienced it. But I'm not against it. I'm very open-minded to a lot because I am somebody who just likes to be alone sometimes and don't be wanting to have sex. So it's like, hey, she could do it. <laughs> you know, but I also, like I said, I haven't met anybody that, you know what I mean, that was just a, a manly man, if that makes sense. Um, oh, this one here that I'm dating, he is such a manly man. Everything about him is just masculinity. And it just oozes like he's just such a, you know how you have that man who just takes charge and just makes you feel like, oh, I, I haven't experienced it. Girl, he I, just. I want to so bad though. Like, like just feel like, I don't know what a man feels like. I've never been a man, but you know, I just want to feel like a woman, if that makes sense. Girl, I'm yeah. telling you, I'm going to. Girl, almost, girl, for real. Like, if I could sell him, I would because he <laughs> knows how to handle. Oh, like he has enough roughness, but he has enough. Um, like he's he's nurturing and he's and he educates. That's what mm-hmm. I. He's very educated and um, he's so wise beyond his time and he's talented. He's creative too, and it's just like and he looks really good. So it's like he captivates your attention. Hugs <laughs> me. Oh my God, I'm just like, I'm in his neck like a little girl. Like, I just like, I exhale and I'm just like, I feel like when you exhale when you just, it's with him. It's just like, yeah. So, it's just an ongoing joke, right? Like, within my little um, podcast group. It's not really an ongoing joke, but it's like a little joke that, like, you know. Um, so, I want to I wanna get your take on it um, because you've been married before. I've never been married, never been proposed to. Do you think it has anything to do with sex? Say that one more time. Well, I said I've never been married and never been proposed to. Do you think that has anything to do with like sex? Because they'll say things like, not say things, but it's like a joke. Like, oh, I mean, I'm like, is is my shit? Why? Because I've never been proposed to. Like, and they're like, step your shit up. But it's like a joke. But like, you know, 
I be thinking about shit like that. Like, is is it? Is it? Because I never nobody never asked me to marry them. Like, so what is your take on it? No, like I just said, um, I'm gonna say this that you probably haven't been with the right person to I know that I know that for a fact. So (laughs) I'm saying that with all the respect, I feel like I know I know that, trust. (laughs) So I say this, I've always wanted to be a wife because I seen my mom be a single mom. So I've always had that domestic side of things with my personality. Like I've always had that nurturing, the, all my exes, they all want me back. My ex, they all just love me. So with that being said, you know, it's just, it just oozes out of me. And some women are very independent to the point where they're not approachable enough. And men may think that you're intimidating. So um, I've been told that before though. See what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So what I would say for you is, um, First of all, speed dating is a good way to get out there and just, you know, see what's out there. It's just fun. It's fun. A cackle. What is that? What speed is that? Dating. Like when you sit down on the table and they have a clock and you get like 15 seconds, you ask questions. That's- oh, they, don't, they don't have those in Connecticut, I don't think. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I've seen it on TV and stuff. Yeah. So just I, to, I know it's a real thing. Say yeah. that again? It's like local clubs, they have it. Just Google and see, like in your city and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like they might have it. I ain't trying to nobody in Connecticut, but yeah, <laughs> like. But I do want to say that New York. a woman is able to be a wife. I do think maybe I I mean, I, I, I see it for myself, but it's just, I, I get sometimes to the point where I'm like, maybe it's not going to happen because, again, it hasn't, so. Not yet, sweetie. Yeah, I don't know. Do you want to be a wife? I do, but I want it like traditional. I don't, you know, I'm open-minded to stuff, but I do want to be the, um, you know, cook and clean and, you know what I mean? That type of wife. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like I do it now, like, you know what I mean? But I want to do, I want, you know, I, I can't explain it. I don't know if, if you can understand what I'm trying to say, but. No, I get what you're saying. It's like I do, but it's just like, I don't know. But I definitely do. But I mean, I was just thinking like, you know, because it'd be like, they'd be like, step your pussy up. And I'm just like, I mean, shit, how much up can I step it? I mean, like, you know what I mean? So. Let me be real with you. And I'm going to keep mm-hmm. my way frank with you. My ex-husband never, and I was at my heaviest, most depressed time. Mm-hmm. He never cheated on me without a doubt. People can say all that. You don't know if that. Yes, I did. My mm-hmm. husband would go outside and smoke a blunt and text or call me outside in the car because he didn't smoke. In the, that's how much he loved me. And I felt it. And mm-hmm. I still feel that way with him, even though we cope here now, you know. But what I'm saying to you is if you want to be a wife, then you say that. Um, and you put in your. OK, so I don't know your status with your situation. I don't want to go into it deep, but I do want to tell you this. Um and, and I did this. So before I met my husband, I put like six or seven things in a Bible in one of my favorite verses. Um, what type of man I wanted, like the Sierra pair, basically. But I just mm-hmm. made it up and I just said what I wanted as far as career wise, husband wise and where I want to be at spiritually. And I looked at it, put it away, tucked it away. I don't care if it's down to the smallest thing. You ask God, you know, if you want him to fix your situation, because I hear you say certain things about it. And mm-hmm. on the back end too, because I also give sometimes relationship consultations. That's part mm-hmm. of, you know, but um, 
So for me, that's what I did. And that's how, and, and what you think and internalize, we as black people do this. And this is what I hate. We feel <clears throat> negatively because of our environment and our past traumas. Mm-hmm. You have to do your shadow work. Look that up when we're off of here. Okay. And what I'm telling you is you have to internalize positive. So no matter what I'm doing that day, I internalize positivity from the start. Meditate and stimulate your mind to think nothing but negatively, no matter how strong the situation is, no matter how hard, no matter how easy it is. Always think positive thoughts. So even if today you lost $100, so what? You know you can make another $100. It's not the end of the world. We still have our life. We still have air to breathe. People aren't able to do this every day. We're blessed to be in it. So Uh I get up and I think because I'm living for people that's not here anymore. I don't even have any family. I have two kids. So I always try to internalize and, and make my mind think positively because as a child coming up, I know nothing but negative. I see nothing Uh but negative. Like, you know, to reprogram my mind in a sense. And so that's what I'm saying for you. You have to for yourself, because I see great things for you, sister. I see that you can make it. And if you want to be a wife and you want to be that traditional wife, do it. Start taking the measurements, start taking, have a do counseling with your significant other. If that's the man that you see that you want to have it with or ordain. (laughs) <laughs> like, you want and tell God and really pray for it because time is not forever. Marriage can be beautiful. I uh-huh. love being a wife, a Betty Crocker wife, cooking and cleaning for my husband and all that. Love it. I'm so traditional. It's crazy. You know, like I told you, I was raised off cooking and cleaning. So for you, uh-huh. I mean, my sister, you are a wife. Think that you can be a wife. You can uh-huh. do this and that. Whatever you want to do, Believe it for real. And I mean, believe it. Like, don't just say it. Believe that when you write that and you put that in your Bible, whatever you want. I don't know what you're asking for. Whatever you want, God shall give it to you and you shall receive. Okay, manifest it. Absolutely. I'm sorry. It's a little fly flying around. No, absolutely. (laughs) Now, you know, I don't know. I just feel like, you know, after having um, my child, I just like completely like you know you now you say we get in relationships and we like kind of like lose ourselves mm-hmm. i just feel like after i had her i just completely lost like all of that so mm-hmm. um i used to do the whole manifestation and write the things like i don't even like i haven't did it as much you know what i mean but i mean i, I can do it how i used to you know what i mean but it just it has been hard i don't want to like seem like i'm i'm making excuses you know what i mean because it's definitely not an excuse but it's just like after i had like my kid i um and having a severe postpartum depression, I definitely like lost myself. So it's like I'm still in the midst of trying to find myself and everything like that. So that's kind of like where I'm at well out of the situation, just with everything and just relationships and all that. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like one of those things. So yeah. Um, but that's like that's not, like I said, it's not an ongoing joke, but that is like the it is a joke. But it always made me think, like, is that the reason? Because you know, I've known people who gotten proposed, unproposed, even just proposed to him. Like, I've never, that has never happened to me. Like, and I'm just like, dang, is is it, you know, you kind of like blame yourself a little bit. Like, what am I doing wrong? Like, you know what I mean? No, because I always thought I wasn't going to get married because my mom, she didn't, she thought niggas wouldn't shit. They just here to pay a bill. My mom was kind of a pimp, so to speak, like a lady pimp. She didn't, she thought those were just, you know, she liked love and she liked to be in love and she had her relationships, but it was just like, a nigga ain't shit, but you pay the bills, girl. You just need, like how my mom was like, she wasn't like a gold digger, but she was just like, I'm a woman. A man should do like my daddy was. He provided. My grandma had a whole nursing degree and she didn't have to work. He built a business from the ground up. They was from the trenches 
and he started, he counted a million, I seen from the bottom to the top. So mm-hmm. that's what we're used to, a man that provides. But nowadays, it seems like the roles have switched with me. Mm-hmm. So that's why I do what I do to uplift our kings and queens. They're supposed to be the head and lead. So why not give them the motivation? Even if they're not my man, if I can give them a little motivation and a push to believe, that's all it takes. If somebody mm-hmm. believes one time and mm-hmm. you can start that's that positive thinking that that light goes off that chemically imbalanced negativity you had no once that light go off and somebody give you it's go time you get what i'm saying and that's mm-hmm. my to you so maybe it's time to have a talk with your lover and you guys there's no there's no lover oh. <laughs> just a baby daddy okay just a baby daddy so listen we're gonna speak positive with your mm-hmm. spouse, because we I don't I don't know what that man does for you, but I'm telling you as a sister, as a black king off the record here, it's time to start seeing where your future is with this man because mm-hmm. if you're there, you're just creating history. And it's not good to see your daughter if you're not getting somewhere, you're not doing anything, you're just coupling it and just living. Listen, you can co-parent outside. So you have to figure out what's the best plan for you guys. And I'm not telling you what to do, but I'm telling you. No, 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 for sure. For sure. No, I definitely no. I definitely. I'm just going to be real. (laughs) No, it's funny because I said that last week. I'm just like, I'm not waiting for anything. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm just not doing that anymore because I'm like, the more I wait, I just feel like the more advantage is kind of like being taken more. You know what I mean? So. I don't know. I've always been told, like, I don't I'm just somebody who would just give my shirt. Oh, hey, Dre, I like that shirt. Oh, you do? And I'll just literally, I've literally took the shirt off and gave it to them, giving yeah. it to people. I do so much good. And I just feel like it kind of like advantage is being taken, it gets being taken of me at times. So, you know what I mean? So, I don't know. My therapist said I, um, I don't set boundaries. And that when those boundaries are crossed, I'm mad. But it's like, how are you mad for something you never set in the beginning? If that makes sense. Like, so that's kind of like what happens with me often that I'm trying to break a cycle of and that's with like you know everyone so <laughs> you definitely have to for that little girl especially before she starts getting older and she starts noticing things she's at the cute stage right now where she's oblivious to things cute no I'm just kidding <laughs> what I'm she's cute. Is, I know I know what you mean yeah <laughs> what I'm telling you is start I don't care if you have the conversation a week from now don't wait though like you mm-hmm. have where you guys are going what goals are you having are you guys doing the business are you guys thinking about marriage have you ever had the conversation with him as far as where you're gonna go start thinking that because if you guys are just i mean how can you cohabitate without habitating like it doesn't make you know what i'm saying you have to find out what is your meaning for this relationship otherwise Mm -hmm. you're just going to get comfortable and you're going to be stuck and you're gonna look around and be like we didn't do nothing. We didn't start a business. We didn't get married. We're just here for this daughter. The daughter gets older. She has resentment. And then that's another generational curse. You don't want to yeah. teach her. So in that, you got to have this conversation. No matter how comfortable uncomfortable it is for you, get mm-hmm. uncomfortable. Time now, sister. And that's just from my confirmation to you from sister to sister. You're beautiful. You don't want to waste all this sexiness. You want to be married. I want to get invited to the wedding. Maybe mm-hmm. interview you guys, you know, and mm-hmm. hey, you know, it's your time. You know what I'm saying? Evolve. You get what I'm saying? No, for so sure. In order to grow and to be what I see for you, I think that you need to have this uncomfortable conversation with him or it may be comfortable. He may say, hey, I want to marry you. It's time. I've been thinking about you just that never know until you have that conversation. So allow him to be a man and you allow yourself to be that woman to come to him and tell him what you want, what you need and be upfront. Don't hold anything back because... 
it's it's not going to help. You know, just hiding and walking on it. No, have the conversation so that you can know what you have to do to move forward. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I'm just at a point where it's just like, it's been, because my mother was a toxic woman. Mm-hmm. You know, every time she got into a relationship, they would fight a lot, her and her boyfriends. So I kind of like picked up on that. You know what I mean? And that situation with him is just kind of like, it was always a tit for tat thing. So my thing is, I kind of feel like it's a bit too damaged to even move forward with that. You know what I mean? So that's why I just say baby daddy. You know what I mean? But um, we're co-parenting now. So, you know, I just kind of get like, situ- I mean, I get moments where I'm like, I do want to work it out. Then I get moments where I'm just like, I don't know. I feel like it's too damaged. Like, I'm not sure. I feel like I would kind of like settling if I do. So now you see what I'm saying? You mm-hmm. say what you just wanted. So when you say that out loud, just know that you're opening the door for these things to happen. Mm-hmm. So if you say that out loud, I suggest you have the conversation and say, what are we doing? We need to mm-hmm. figure out what we're both going to do if we're not going to be together. Because I'm feeling like this relationship is toxic. It's damaging. That's what I've been hearing coming from your mouth. Mm-hmm. And you see a counselor, maybe you both go see a counselor and see what you both want and needs. Have you ever asked him what his needs are, what he wants? Like, I mean, you have to be honest and upfront so that you can get to this hurdle so that you can move on so that you can be a wife to him mm-hmm. or else. Mm-hmm. You guys need to have relationship counseling. I think that's what you need. And you need to have this conversation even tonight. Like you need mm-hmm. to have this conversation because you don't want to keep wasting time and not his time. If he's a blessing to someone, let him be a blessing to someone. If you're a blessing, mm-hmm. you know, a lot. And you guys can still co-parent and have a beautiful relationship outside of that. Not being mm-hmm. it's okay to say no. Yeah. You know, and it's funny because, you know, he was just he was just up here. So, like, I didn't want to say things out loud. We were having these conversations. We have been having these conversations. And, um, you know, he just says he wants to be with me. So, like, he wants this he wants that. And everything like that. And he has been trying, but I'm not sure. You know, it just you know, I don't know if you ever felt like does you ever feel like like too little, too late? You know what I mean? You ever felt like a situation like that where it's just like, no. If you're fence, it seems like you do there is love there, but I feel like you have past traumas that are holding you back. So you have to confront those when you mm-hmm. do beginner shadow work. You look it up on YouTube and start really feeding yourself with the knowledge and start really confronting those things and mm-hmm. get rid of them. Whether you write it down and tear it up and throw it in some fire or burn it outside when your daughter's asleep. You know, start getting up, meditating, do your affirmations, you know, and also talk to your counselor about maybe having him come sit in and talk about things that you guys never talked about before as far as past traumas and getting over that hurdle for your daughter. And then maybe start working on healthy relationship things every day. Start complimenting him little by little. Start doing maybe a mysterious date night, pay a babysitter, whatever you got to do to work towards and see what you really want. And that way you can see the person for who they really are, uh, you know, try to nurture your relationship because y'all need this. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so, but if it doesn't work out, it's okay. You know what I mean? Be okay with that as well, but don't Mm -hmm. hang on by a string. Because it's not fair to both of you guys. You guys can be a blessing somewhere else or you guys can be a blessing together. But it's mm-hmm. up to you. You know what I mean? Okay. This turned into um, my little therapy session. And I love it, though. I do love it. <laughs> I do love it. Podcast. So I'm, I'm enjoying this as well. I'm just like, oh, my God, this is so cool. <laughs> yeah, no, no. It's, no I, trust me. I like when it goes to this because it's like, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. I just feel like lost in the sauce. And I just feel like God puts people 
even if it's like on a podcast, like I'm on my podcast, I'm very open and very transparent. If you get a chance to listen to the first season, listen, I ain't hold shit back because there was a lot going on. But yeah. um, <laughs> this season, I'm a lot in a, in a better headspace. I have my moments where I'm up and down. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. As of lately, like I said, just with the whole um, just working and stuff like that, they're not working. You know, that was just a little, you know, just a little up and down for me. But no, I like stuff like this for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, most definitely. But, um, Tell me about the... um. I know we're kind of like getting back into work, but wow, what? Um, the fashion show because I'm really into like fashion. I love fashion, so I definitely mm-hmm. want to know more. And then we could definitely talk on the back end, you know, about that as well. Well, I am working with Mike Sims Collection on this fashion show. It will be November seventeenth. Um, we have celebrity artists that will be uh, gracing the stage. Nice. Um, and we are giving awareness to lupus survivors. Bless my mom, rest in peace. She died of lupus. She had external and internal, which is uh, attacking. Internal is attacking the major organs. So mm-hmm. uh, your liver, your heart, it'll just go from your inside to your skin. And I literally seen flesh fall off my mom. So she uh, died and I was there to see her die a really peaceful death with all the stuff she went through as a strong woman. Like I could not mm-hmm. have I wouldn't even wish that on my worst enemy to walk past somebody in the wind would hurt her from me walking mm. past. So uh, that was amazing just to see her go. And and I, I made peace with it. I said, God, you know, take her out of her misery. You know what I mean? Like she mm-hmm. fight hard for me because I was her daughter and she had two grandkids, you know, and they were really young at the time. And she just felt like she, you know, but I was like, mom, it's okay. I understand. Just go. You know, yeah. you fought a good fight and I love you for that. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I was able to be there with her and, you know, we just, you know, I just, I just, I, I miss her so much, but it'd be selfish to ask her to be. This is too similar. It's just, it's, kind of, <laughs> it's not creepy, but it's just crazy. Uh, mother, she had breast cancer though, my mother. Um, really? Mm-hmm. Sorry. It is what it is, right? I as well. Thank you. Um, she died March 20th. My birthday is 29th. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it was that was my birthday is not a happy time, but it's a happy time if it makes sense. It's a lot. March is a lot. Um, but yeah, the same thing internally, externally. You know, I went, my mother went from a very, you know, she was thinner, a thin mm-hmm. woman to chubby like me. You know, she looked like me. I'm just like, ooh, like, you know, you never was fat. Like, you know what I mean? I've always been fat. So this is this is weird to see from just the skin ball to not. Even, you know, walking, doing everything for herself to me, like washing her up. So, you know, I, 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 I understand. And I was peace. I came to peace with that, too, because um, she even said it like, you know, she was scared to go her whole duration because I think she knew deep down. And stuff was just telling me, like, I would have dreams. I found out she was terminal. And um, those dreams, those was real. Those was premonitions. I, I feel like that was just God telling me um, that 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 was gonna like you know she was terminal but she didn't tell me but she um she came to um she finally accepted that her on her deathbed but you know what I mean but she accepted it and then she just told me like listen I know you're sad but you're gonna be all right so I definitely accepted that you know yeah. I, I didn't want her being in pain so that's what I'm saying it's just like too similar like it's just mm-hmm. it's crazy wow you see like, how God works? That's what I was telling you earlier. God puts mm-hmm. soulmates in your life. It may not be like a soulmate, like in a in a sexual or oh, like, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. But it can mm-hmm. be wise, you know. You never know what may come of this. And I feel like it can mm-hmm. be, be a good sisterhood, you know. So yeah, facts, facts. Yeah. It's so it's so crazy. Like, wow. I'm just mm-hmm. like, 
<laughs> Why do I feel like I'm talking to myself, but like a more of a more established self, like somebody like, you know, where I want this to be. You know what I mean? If that makes sense. Like I'm talking to myself in the future. How about that? Like I'm talking to myself in the future. That's kind of like how I felt on the first episode. So I'm just like, this is so fucking crazy. Like, wow. So, yeah. So um, you're doing a survival. Um, you, the donations are going to survival. So lupus. Yeah. And we're, this is going to be in Atlanta. Yes. Atlanta, right? Georgia. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so you want podcasts to come and pop up and just... Well, I would like. Well, do you want people to do? Like, yeah. Do what y'all do, like maybe do a couple interviews. You know, talk to the people, ask them how they like the show at the end and the beginning. Do you know, come and talk with your sit there because I like how you do your punch like, like hey yo, look at the you know just do your little thing. Like I don't want to mm -hmm. take your show, but that's how I pictured it to be. Um, that's why I wanted a couple of people the podcast, and I this is perfect how you do your thing. So yeah, mm -hmm. I would really like you to come out and be there and set up and just you know we're gonna talk on the back end. I would definitely like, listen, I would love to because um, I never did anything in person yet. I want to do something. I got, I got a show called CT Stand the Fuck Up where I showcase a lot of um, talent just from Connecticut. Cause, you know, like I said, people people think Connecticut is just the white people. And I'm like, that's true, but it's also not true. And it's talent out here. Like, you know what I mean? So, like, I used to, Milwaukee, like, it's talent. Like, you know what I'm saying? I had somebody on from Milwaukee, you know? Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, um, I do that and whatever. So, um, I forgot what I was gonna say about that. Damn, it was something I meant to say about it. I forgot. <laughs> oh, I'm doing something in person. Yeah, I'm gonna do something in person with my cousin. He wants to talk about um, he wants to talk about the hood, but I understand what he wants to talk about. Like he wanna like do like a hood type of thing, if that makes sense. Cause he's like yeah. a, he's like a thug, he out here in the streets. But he wants to tell, he said the real hood, like how things really went. Mm. Which I understand what he's trying to say. Like, you know what I mean? A lot of people from our city knows him, so That'll be the only time I'll do it in person. So I'm a little, you know, I'm nervous as my own damn cousin. Like we're like brothers and sisters, but still it's like, I'm still nervous doing it. Cause it's like, what yeah. do I ask? What do I say? Like, you know what I mean? So it's just like one of the situations, you know? So, but yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely down for that. I'm definitely down to um, do yeah. all of that. Um, so yeah, that's what's up. Um, I appreciate you definitely um, for coming on again. Stay yeah. on me for two hours. Yeah, I know. This is so dope. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I said, I feel like I was talking to myself in the future. Uh no, seriously. It's fucking mind blowing. My mind is my mind is just like I my mind is blown. Like I can't even really like put it into words. It's just crazy. So um, anytime you have any questions or you want to talk about anything, I'm here. You know, we locked in now. You know what I'm saying? Yes, yes, definitely. <laughs> Yeah. Make sure y'all follow her. Make sure y'all check her out and make sure y'all there for that um fashion show because um mm -hmm. I'ma be there. You know, I'm putting it out there. I'ma be there. Yes. So yeah. <laughs> um, you don't gotta hang up yet when we get off. Um, so yeah, as I always tell you guys, I will definitely, definitely catch you on the next one. So peace out. <laughs> that was so dope. Oh my god. <laughs>